All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Can you see it? Did you notice? Gentlemen, the puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes beat reporter here. Like, I, don't, I won't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I wanted them in and down. Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What Pearl steals, cutting in, shoots, scores! Don't waste all the good stuff on the off air. Let's go. Hello Canucks fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation, delivered to you by the great folks at DoorDash. Ding dong. Use promo code CONVODD, capital G- C. No man, take a drink of water, you, I can hear you chomping on your rice over there. Well, I had a great lunch. You're still, ch- I can hear you chewing on it, that's the problem with these mics, you I'm get good. right in there, you I'm tried good. to sneak a bite well, in with five look, seconds left. Look, 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 oh, I was in a goodness. precarious position today, it was a, it was a rushed morning skate we're going to oh, talk about it. I can hear the rice. I don't have rice. between your teeth. I'm fine. You're just so emotional today. No, I'm not emotional today. I'm not emotional. We had a pretty good day today, actually. The morning skate was fun. We'll yep. get into it. Uh, DoorDash, promo code there is ConvoDD. Capital C, capital D's, all one word, ConvoDD. That we get 25% off and free delivery on your first order with the DoorDash app. Doesn't come much better than that, folks. My name is Dave Guttrelli, joined, as always, by the man who built the place, Chris Faber. Hi, above. Rogers Arena, our technical producer. 
is Alex Alar. Daniel Wagner is sitting in the room next to us. Mm-hmm. I, w- I was hoping he would make a cameo on the show, but he's doing work. Yeah, he's doing work. Morning Scape. Mm-hmm. It was fun. And, and yeah, like, uh, you know, you made I, it, I didn't I have know too you, much food in my mouth. And look, uh, I was under the gun today. You know how it is. Yeah, but I don't know. You were all excited. You said it's a, it was a busy, uh, busy morning skate for the media there, which is basically just what we say when you show up, actually, because it's it's normally about the same amount of people. But it was funny hearing you. You're like, wow, pretty busy day today. I was like, no, this is like the normal amount of people. It's just you're here. That's the only difference. Well, look, when I was doing it every day last year, mm-hmm. thank God I don't have to do that anymore. Uh, there was not that many people. It, that was a well-attended morning skate. It was. Let me, uh, I know people like the monster uh, update. What do we got today? We got the Monster Reserve Watermelon, which is, I think, pretty new to Canada in the last few months. This is a Canadian one. Tomorrow, I got a fancy American one. I just uh, had my ghost. the Watermelon Mountain Dew. No, you just had rice and chicken, and you still got a little bit between your teeth. No. Yeah. No. I I had the Watermelon Mountain Dew. You you gave me some, and it That's was true. delicious. Yep. And Wags had some, too. Wags had the rest of the can. And I had a sip. I try not to drink too much of that stuff. For people on the YouTube working on uh, getting a little bit of a graphic sort of change, because we got that nice background. We want to use it, but you know the Nation Network people. We got a meeting this morning. I'm talking to the big bosses. Yeah, so much for Nothing your, your big awe oh, here. Here's what's going to happen. Well, here's the you... thing, and we'll get to our announcement here. This is what happens. I br- try and bring something up to the bosses, and what result comes of it? You getting a day off. So the rich keep getting richer here at the Nation Network, while us us workers, we got to carry the weight of everyone. Hey, I'm a worker too. Yeah, but you're no, you're the rich get richer. You got now. You got uh, you got an extra day off off this show. But that's uh, let yeah. Let's let's we'll get, get to the, the big announcement. Uh, I think it's a big announcement. It's not like a huge surprise. I don't think as well because we, at least we, we didn't we didn't tweet five days ago being like big announcement coming and then it's just what we have and yeah. what we have. Quinn Hughes will be coming out of college yeah. to play this year. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I'm very excited. Do you want to do it? Yeah, sure. Since I'm the one who's going to be doing it. Since like I said, the rich keep getting richer. You get another day off. Speaking of the rich getting richer, go ahead and make the announcement. Yeah, good point. Uh, so moving forward here on the show every Friday. Yeah, the rich do keep getting richer. Good point. Harmon <laughs> Dial is going to join me in here every Friday now. So you're going to have the day off. You're going to be at home, feet up in the air. You got your massage chair going. Yeah. Um, Counting my gold coins. Yeah. Caviar being served to you by your butler over there. And in Burnaby, you and Donnie, you get two hours each North butler Burnaby. every day. North Burnaby. The gated guys. community of North Burnaby. Yeah. So we got uh, Harmon's going to join me every Friday here on the show, which I'm super excited about. Obviously, we've had, um, you know, good history at the podcast and Harmon joining us uh, as like a group of three. He also filled in quite a bit. Uh, in the summer for when one of us wanted a week off and stuff. So, listen, I, I'm super pumped to have Harm join the show. He's going to be here, uh, yeah, moving forward every Friday. Unless he's on the road, then we gotta, then you don't get your long weekends like I know you've been asking for, and they'll give you everything you ask for. Then never, I can't even get a, a stand to hold up my camera behind me. You get a Friday. You had one and you broke it. That's, I was I was the one that... Uh, reported they well, were like oh no do we not have sufficient equipment for favor i'm like no he just didn't read the instructions no i read the instructions and i'm pretty sure you were the one who said no it should stick up there on the wall it'll stick up on the wall it's got a good suction thing and that, you know what the craziest thing is when that camera fell behind me i still haven't found where it went that, like okay, that stand, is bizarre genuinely it completely disappeared in the, it broke. It's nowhere i saw it shatter it kind of startled me i found the piece that holds it i got it right here but like the whole like actual stand that like was into the wall I have no idea where it went. I have no idea. It also, it beats me. Like, I, I wish I had an answer for you. I saw it break. That's about it. Also, I just turned on my light. Yeah, um, and that's the other thing. They're like, oh, all the big bosses, favor, we need a green screen behind you. You need a full green screen behind you. Yeah, so Alex can put whatever the hell he wants behind me. I that was heard, an inside job. That was yeah, me that suggested that. And I that. haven't heard a lick of you having a green screen behind you. You just got that thing behind you there with the Canucks convo put. Why don't I have the poster behind me? It's, I tell you, the rich keep getting richer here at the network. Okay. And I am, once again, carrying the weight of a company, it feels like, sometimes. One of my favorite moments on this podcast is when you were talking about, I think it was the draft, I'm not sure when it was, but you were talking about the whip being cracked on you. Well, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. That cracked me up. The amount of work I was doing in Montreal. Okay, come on now. Well, all those DoorDash half the videos. Work was, half the work was eating and flying. Well, they wanted videos of me eating, okay? I don't know what to tell you. That was It was work's work, you know? Yeah. Uh, it okay. all adds up. Okay, um, so Harmon's going to be joining us. People have been asking for a while where Harmon, Every Friday, Harmon? you stay home. Don't come down the, yeah, yeah, the sky train or however you get here. Your whatever. helicopter that lands here. <laughs> the Nation Network helicopter, which I haven't sniffed at all. Okay. Must be nice. 
Uh, Harmon joining us. People have been asking for a while, like, where's Harmon? Because, mm-hmm. you know, before the merger with the Nation Network, when we were kind of just on our own, we were just paying Harmon ourselves, and, you know, that was fine. But oh, not now for my were, wallet. <laughs> well, it was both of our wallets, to be clear. But uh, now, the money himself, uh, Harmon Dial, going to be joining the show. We're super pumped about it. It's going to be once a week, like you said, unless he's on the road. So he's and do we count? The there's only... Zamero's in the chat. Poor favor. Hard work doesn't get rewarded anymore. It's he just... does get rewarded, just to Damn be clear. Free. Yeah, really. Putting in more work here. Uh, yeah, anyways. We, and Lisa's got a good point. We got to get the Here Comes the Money. I don't know what kind of uh, copyright infringement or yeah, whatever that's is going gonna on Yeah, going to be tough. Here, yeah. I don't know. I'll, maybe I'll just include that in the podcast. I might, YouTube, they get you on YouTube hard. You can't use any yeah, songs. I might, uh, I might record myself just singing it and then send it to you guys. I think that's not even that. allowed either. No, I think it is. I'm not sure. We'll figure it out. Okay, let's get to the Canucks here. Uh, right. Yeah, Harmon's going to be joining us. Very excited about it. Okay. Yeah, uh, every Friday. Love where do you want to start? Do you, do you want to start? Top trade targets, man. Frank Cerebelli's sure. got his list out, and number one on the list, Bo Horvat, sitting at number one on the trade targets list right now. Uh, and Frank put out some teams just of note to maybe keep an eye on. Colorado, Boston, Edmonton, Detroit. I look at some of those teams. I look at all four of those teams, and what do I think with the Bo Horvat deal? A Simon trade. I think all those teams would be interested in a long-term deal with Bo Horvat moving forward. Edmonton's a little, you know, like, can they afford another center at that much money as Bo Horvat's going to look for? Maybe, but I tell you what, Bo Horvat playing with Connor McDavid, you got the two leading scores in the league, and what, you got Leon Dreisaitl, who's, like, top of the league for points as well? Like, that would be a ridiculous forward group if they added him there, but... I, I think like Boston and Colorado and yeah. Detroit would love Bo Horvat long term. Um, so so yeah, I mean like it's no surprise to me to see him coming in at number one on Frank Zarevalli's list. And and Frank even titled the whole article. He said, "Let the bidding begin." Yeah, uh, for Canucks captain Bo Horvat. I mean, and that's where we're at. He's number one on the trade targets list. Brock Besser coming in at sixteen on that list of mm-hmm. twenty players. Luke Shen, a noticeable uh, miss. From that list, and I'm curious, I'm not reporting anything, but I'm curious if the Canucks internally are kind of looking at Luke Shen and saying, hold on a second, if we're not going to get anything great in return for this guy, maybe we should just look at an extension. So I wonder if the Canucks are just trying to decide what they're going to do, and maybe it'll come down to the 11th hour, similar to how it did with Tyler Mott, Mm -hmm. right? Where the Canucks were like, maybe we can sign this guy, maybe we can sign this guy. Not going to be possible to sign him. Okay, we'll take a fourth round pick for him. That's true. And again, you just you see in Toronto right now, uh, the Leafs just lost Morgan Riley, LTIR, minimum of ten games, twenty four days. Jake Muzzin's out too. Like they're they're in trouble in Toronto. And again, I, maybe a reunion with Luke Shen is in the cards. But again, how much is Toronto or any team willing to give up for Luke Shen? Who in here he's a first first pairing guy, right. but. For most teams that are trading for a Luke Shen or trading for a defenseman like him, probably going to be looking at third-pairing minutes, sure. which is capable of. And, I mean, yeah, and look at the role he did with, with Tampa Bay winning two cups, though, right? Like, came in and played when they needed him and totally fit right in when they needed him. And that's the thing. You, you can use him as a seventh defenseman on a really good team. That's a really good seventh defenseman to have. Like, we talk about how good Kyle Burrows is as a seventh defenseman here in Vancouver, but if you're losing, if you're using Luke Shen as your seventh defenseman, you're feeling pretty damn good about the depth that you have because an injury doesn't wreck your defense. Like, what happens if the Canucks lose a right-shot defenseman? It sure gets wrecked pretty quick, right? Like, you know, especially if it was, uh, if it were to be Luke Shen, which might happen in a trade, so we'll have to see what happens moving forward. But I, I think there is going to be significant value in Luke Shen if he just continues to do what he's doing this year, yeah. right? Be physical, be a leader, be a guy that's, you know, a lot of nights having to drag this Canucks team into the fight, right? Like, unless Kyle Burrow's in the lineup or unless the fourth line is on the ice or Elias Patterson, like, a lot of the times his team needs to be dragged into the fight, and Luke Shen does that every single night, which is except, exceptional, right? Yeah. Uh, and AGB, AJB coming into the chat here should be Miller, not Bo. I mean, I, I don't think that, like, though Miller was I think it's too late for that. Yeah, though Miller wasn't on the, the top 20 trade targets from Frank Saravalli, I tell you what, if there was a trade to come for JT Miller, I, I would have, I would assume the Canucks are definitely taking that call. If you're calling about JT Miller and his future, I have to think the Canucks are taking that call for sure. So I don't think that like just because Miller's not on that top 20 list, because he's probably not one of the guys that's like actively being shopped, because yeah. it's hard to shop that guy. Sure. It's incredibly hard to shop that you guy. You call Lou Lamorello as much as possible. Oh, yeah. I mean, you definitely like you, you keep that phone open, and as soon as somebody calls about JT Miller, it's straight to Patrick Albine's phone or Jim Rutherford's phone. And uh, we got a message, uh, another yeah. one here in the live chat from Jarhead. Yeah. You guys need your own YouTube channel. <laughs> Hate seeing Oilers and Flames content on my recommended. Tell you what, 
though I've been disrespected, <laughs> just kidding. No, the the network they've uh, that that was that I didn't mean that they've uh, they have listened to the requests that people in the chat have put in and people online have seen it and my request as well to have our own channel. We're working towards it. I believe we have one. No, no, set it's up starting soon. today. It's, oh, okay. Today. So, so okay. hang on a sec. So yes, we're having our own it. YouTube channel. I'll explain it. Starting today. Because I'm tired of seeing all this oily boy, oily this, hey, oily flame who lighting up barn burning. I don't know what they're doing. Nobody Alberta. wants to see the Oilers content. I get it. I so do. Canucks Army is going to have its own YouTube channel, folks. We're really excited about it. All of the clips are going to be going on that channel. Uh, all of the clips that we've been posting, all of our full interviews that get posted after mm. every show. Right now, the live streams are going to stay on the Nation Network YouTube channel. So if you want to watch the live stream, you're still going to have to watch it here. But I, I hope that's switching. That is switching. Okay, that is Changing, switching. Right? We need a bunch of subscribers that's in right. order to switch to that. That's the thing over. is um, there's like a bunch of stuff to uh, to get done before you monetize or something. I don't speak YouTube. I just know that we have to get a bunch of subscribers mm, before we yes. get uh, the opportunity to live stream on YouTube. We so. just need people, like everyone in the chat here, everyone's pumped in the chat, obviously, like I'm pumped about yeah. it too. So make sure you subscribe to that. We'll get some links out for that Yeah, soon. we'll be putting we'll, links out. Uh, uh, we'll soon. put them out on Twitter. I'll, yeah. I'll have an article on Canucks Army by the end of the week saying like, hey, go subscribe to the channel. When it's populated with clips a little bit, I'm not going to do it today. Yeah. Just hit my plate. Yeah, of, I know. Uh, food. We'll, another piece um, of rice falling on the floor. <laughs> I did drop some rice on your floor. I feel bad about that. Oh, I, I cleaned it up though. Um, regardless though, the YouTube channel oh, is coming and we're very excited uh, about that. Perfect. We got Alex here as well, which is good. Geez, they keep they keep you long over there, Alex, on the send show, eh? Yeah, we don't treat Alex overtime like that. over there, Alex. Yeah. We we get you out at nice and early. Alex, how you how are you doing today? We're chatting about our feelings today. <laughs> no, it's good. I came in. You you're talking about how you guys gotta get your own YouTube channel, which uh, I see the chat is flying off here. I'm catching up real quick, but mm-hmm. that's a that's certainly a step in the right direction, right? Getting getting the viewers content. All kind of matching up and not seeing uh, Canucks uh, and Oilers stuff mixing, or more yeah. like Oilers and Flames and whatever. So. Yeah. it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. We're really excited about it. The but Canucks Army YouTube channel. Still be here for now. Yes, you guys are used to coming here for now. We kind of have to transition slowly over, and eventually uh, we will get the live show on your YouTube channel. Just flood it with subscribers. Tell your friends to subscribe to the Canucks Army YouTube channel. Yep. Get your grandma, everybody. If I you... got a, you know what? I got a text from my Nana last night, so she might oh. be listening. She might be watching the show again today. She was watching it last night on YouTube. She said, I'm watching you on YouTube. Is she subscribing? <laughs> well, we'll get her on the new one here. She'll be on the Canucks Army one here soon. She get does, her as a she, guest. She doesn't need to be here for 45 minutes. She just comes for the clips. Nana Faber, get her on. Yeah. It, get her on the it show. It opens a whole new competition, right? It does. Who's going to yeah. get more subscribers? The I tell you show what. Or the Flame Show. You guys, the Canucks show, you guys can't be beat by Calgary. You're being, you're being beat by Ottawa. Okay, That's, watch it, Alex. That probably. How, can can you saying. quickly run a Google I'm search on how to mute a producer's mic? Yeah, he's got too much power. Over there. <laughs> he's got way too much power. We're working on it, Alex. We're working on it. This YouTube thing's new to us. But for everyone on the podcast and everyone listening on the podcast, same thing. Nothing's going to change there, aside from no more quads on Fridays. So that's exciting. So that'll come as welcome news to a lot of people, including me. uh, Let's get to tomorrow's, or or let's get to yesterday's game. Let's chat about it a little bit here. Uh, The Vancouver Canucks end up losing 5-4. To the Vegas Golden Knights. Jeez, 17 minutes talking about uh, who knows what. Uh, but let's let's get to the game yesterday. 5-4 loss to the Vegas Golden Knights. Six total goals in the third period. Man, I, I mean, another blown two-goal lead. Vegas was just a much better team throughout the game, right? I mean, Thatcher Demko, I thought, held this team in quite a bit in the first 40 minutes. And then, unfortunately, the floodgates just burst from the amount of scoring chances you're seeing against this Vegas Golden Knights team. I mean, they they were all over the Vancouver Canucks. And, uh, Alex, we'll get you to pull up the, the shot volume one here from Natural Stat Trick. But Vegas had 37 scoring chances at 5-on-5. Five five. The Canucks had 20. The interesting thing about that is, like, yeah, the Canucks had some scoring chances. And people on YouTube can see this. All five of the goals came from within about 10 feet of the crease. And... Just looking at where like the shot totals are coming, the Canucks are getting a lot of shots from you know the top of the circle. All of Vegas's shots are coming from right around the net, and there was times throughout the game. And Luke Shen talked about this in the post game. Like the the Canucks just need to do a better job of clearing out that area, man. Like they're they're they were making it too easy, and I think Vegas's coach talked about this after as well. Just like when they found out that they could go to the net, like that's that's known around the league. It sounds like that 
the Canucks aren't going to be that strong around their crease. And once Vegas found out that's what they could do, they were like, okay, we'll just do like the easiest thing of scoring and just going straight to the net hard. We're going to get our sticks on pucks and score. Like that's what happened last night. You saw all five goals just right around the crease there. And I mean, that was, it was tough to watch, right? Like it, it was a, you could just feel the game getting away from the Canucks and all the players talked about it. Nobody's got an answer. Uh, hearing Elias Patterson, even in the post game as well, like every question that was asked of him, he's like, he's trying to answer and he just doesn't know. Like he doesn't, he doesn't know what to say. And shout out to Elias Patterson because he played really well in that game. He solidified himself as a three-way player when he made that save with the net empty. Like, I've been nothing but impressed with Elias Patterson this year. And again, I only gets one goal for his efforts last night. Guy was all over the ice last night. And again, it's just, you almost wish that you had 10 Elias Pettersons on your team. Because right now, again, there's no answers. Everybody's kind of, you know, struggling to find answers. But the one thing we've been kind of been talking about is... These long possessions against, and I know you asked Bruce Boudreaux about this. Uh, he didn't like it as much as Elias Pedersen did, and we'll get to it in a sec. But, you know, I was talking to Curtis Lazar today, and I just said, like, you know, these blown leads, like, does it come down to mental, the mental side of the game? And he said, yeah, it does. And I said, okay, well, what about structure? Like, if you play with better structure, he goes, the systems are just kind of there, and that's what guides you, but you need to actually go out and do it yourself, basically is what he said. And Riley Stillman talked about systems, too. Oh, that was a hot little it hot was. little audio there. Riley Stillman talked about how he's not used to man-to-man defense, defensive systems, because he played zone in Chicago. So we, we've heard that before. Like, you know, you watch and you know they're playing man-to-man defense. I think Joshua was the guy who brought it up uh, earlier in the year, mm-hmm. but it was interesting to hear Stillman kind of say it today because... I don't know, it kind of felt taboo to, uh, to kind of talk about the system like that. No, I think so, and I think the interesting thing was, that, and we'll get to the audio here in just a minute of Elias Pettersson talking about it, but like... Is this long possessions that the other team's having? Oh. Is it about somebody making a play? There it is right there. I was excited for a second. <laughs> uh, what the interesting thing, though, is like, just it seemed like Pettersson, the way that he answered the question was like, well, we should maybe do this, but we're doing this. Uh, and then Boudreaux had a very different answer to the question, but it just felt like, yeah, like, Okay, so I pull, maybe you can pull up this tweet, Alex, that I got there. Just my tweet from last night about, like, you can see it. Like, you can see the goals coming. It feels like so many goals against the Canucks. You can see it 30 seconds ahead of time, right? Like, you're like, oh, gee. Like, once they get, like, five or six passes on a cycle, they almost get scored on every single time. And it's just, like, these long possessions in their zone just don't get broken up. They don't get broken up because... And that's the thing. Like Stillman talks about, it. they're stuck in man, they're stuck in man formation here, and they just they can't seem to just be able to to make a play, like get aggressive and make a play. And Alex, I guess we can get you to run the the Elias Patterson audio uh, whenever you can. Elias Patterson talked about it when I asked him um, about how to kind of break up these long possessions. Let's hear what Elias Patterson had to say. I think my question's in here as well. Go ahead, Alex. Is it those long possessions that the other team's having? Is it about somebody making a play, or do you think it's about how you guys are rotating? Like, how do you break up those long possessions? Uh, good question. Um, I don't know if we would need to have a first guy who goes to a guy if he needs to try kill the play right away, or I think we do. But <clears throat> if we need to, like, kind of shrink the zone to kind of like trap them. Um, I don't know. I mean, we <clears throat> we play good defensively most of the time, and sometimes when we don't, they re- we really get stuck and they get long shifts and we get tired and they get momentum. So <clears throat> when those situations happen, we just gotta find a way to kill the play quicker. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's easy when you. We can look on video and then see, okay, we're going to do this this time in the next game. It's different place happening. I mean, we can't think out there. It's just going to happen uh, with our habits. So, yeah, again, it's been a lot like not knowing what their answer is, but it's just got to be better. And that was basically the theme of Pedersen's availability yesterday was just not knowing the answer. And, and that's why I asked him, like, hey, listen, like, I know that today we heard Stillman talk about the the man-to-man, but this isn't the first time we've heard it discussed. And a lot of teams just run a zone defense or a combination of both. I think I've heard, I think JT Miller talked about it today when I asked him about it, and it was like a man and a half, sort of like a a half Mm -hmm. zone, but also man. So like when you really, it's kind of about like making rotations. Like you think about like in, in football, you know, when DBs are like defending receivers and they cross on you. 
and you have to be just aware enough to know when to switch your man, but you're still kind of staying in man, but you're also like working a zone as well, just from the, how the play develops in front of you. If the Canucks are just forced to be chasing the whole time in man to man, that is going to be something that hurts them. And I also think that that, that also pulls away from defensemen being able to control the crease and be able to just keep a little bit of defense. Like in in a zone, you can always have two defensemen like around your crease, clearing it out. Right. It doesn't like if his man is in the crease, it doesn't really matter in zone because it's like somebody's going to be there. So I, it looks, I don't know the, the like we've heard so much about structure. We've heard so much about it. And I wonder if that's the difference. Like, is that what Jim Rutherford wants? Does he want to see his defense be played in a zone formation? Like I'd have to look more into it of like what teams he's had in the past. Yeah. And, and even like those Pittsburgh Penguins teams, were they in zone? Like, is that why the defense worked for them? Even though they didn't have a strong defense core. Like look at those teams that, that went to the Stanley cup. I mean, not full one to six great defensemen throughout. They had Chris Letang and, and I think even missed him for one of the playoff runs that they had really long too. Like maybe that's the thing that when you hear about structure, that might be what we're hearing from Jim Rutherford when he comes out and talks about it. Because I think the players are, and Pedersen said it there interesting in the quote was like, like he, he tried to like, just kind of, he didn't have an answer for it, but he also said like, we don't want to be in a spot where we have to think. Right, and if you're comfortable in your structure, you shouldn't have to think. It should be automatic where you're going, who you're covering, which zone you're all over. And I think that might be the thing that we hear about with structure a little bit. It's like put them in a spot where they don't have to think and can just react to what you see as the outcome around you. That that would be a good thing for this Canucks team, and that's a thing I think we talk about with structure so much. It's just last couple of days it's been interesting to hear the quotes from some of the players talking about it and finally start to like key in on this talk of structure because it felt like a joke for a long time. We were just saying, Oh, structure this structure that, but like, Mm -hmm. I don't know the, the quotes over the past few days have been kind of more about the actual things that are happening with structure. It's strange as there's, there's been a shift, I think over the past few days here in the locker room about that from what I've noticed anyways. I mean, I've been there every day for the last, like, you know, since they've been here at home and it feels a little different than it was before. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't there before, but I experienced it today when I was there just kind of the answers you're hearing out of that room right now. And again, players aren't usually open to talking about this kind of stuff, but, you know, Elias Patterson was super open. Well, you to saw it today. How much it? did you Dylan. hear it today? Everybody was yeah. talking about it. All the players were being asked about it and talking about it. Yep. Bruce Boudreaux didn't want to talk about it last night. No. Do we have this yeah, audio? let's get this audio up yeah. here. I that, got, uh, that was, uh, should, we, should we give a little context before playing sure. it? Okay. So you go ahead because yeah. you were there. Well, uh, I got some daggers from Bruce at the end of this as well, but we don't have that clip. But let's, I, I asked, and you know what? This is after talking to Pedersen about it, and I thought Pedersen gave a great answer, right? Gave a he great answer. He said great question. Yeah, he told me it was a good question. Bruce, um, he didn't really think the same. Alex, you can go ahead and run the Bruce Boudreaux audio here. So those extended possessions that we have in teams, is there something, what are you looking for to break up those extended possessions? What are we looking for? We're, we're looking to get the puck away from them. Isn't that the that what you're supposed to do? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is, Bruce. So why isn't your team doing it? Yeah, I mean, and I think was... that's a gripe that a lot of people and Jim Rutherford included. Like, I think that might be something that he's kind of like. 
I don't know. And, like, again, I'm not trying to say Bruce doesn't know what he's talking about because, obviously, like, the guy's a successful coach. coach. Great coach. Great coach. It's not what we're trying to say. But I understand also not being wanting wanting to talk about it with the media after a loss. Like, we're not trying to do this whole, oh, Bruce should be held accountable for not talking to us and and saying this. No, he was clearly frustrated yesterday. Absolutely. As he should be. His team just blew another lead. They just became the first team in history to blow seven multi-goal leads Mm -hmm. uh, en route to losses through their first 20 games. First team in history. Going back to all the like the eighties and yeah, stuff, and you know what? That's so crazy that like it's seven multi goal leads that you've blown. Think about that: seven multi goal leads. You take home those wins. Look at what this like what this team looks like at this point. But that's the thing. It's like, and I think we've heard players and co- and the coach say this a lot. Like, yeah, but imagine you know what? Imagine if we won those games. Or it's, it's like, yeah, but the problem is you have to imagine it because yeah. the thing that's happening in reality is you blowing these leads, right? And I think. That, that's the tough thing about this team, and that's why I think a lot of it needs to be reconstructed is because whatever's going on, you can't imagine that you're going to hold on to those two-goal leads anymore. Like it's it's a joke online for people. Right? It's a, it's People make jokes about it all the time. As soon as you get a two-goal lead, like how, you know, the tweet that we've seen is like, you know, the two-goal the two not, two goal lead for the Vancouver Canucks, the worst lead in hockey, right? Like yep. it, it is the, the worst lead in hockey for the Canucks to have a two-goal lead, and... Yeah, I, I just I've noticed just a little bit more talk about the structure and kind of more explanation coming yeah. from the players that has been interesting. And I've yeah, I found it pretty interesting. And I think Patterson talked about it. I asked JT about it today too, JT Miller. He said, "We're all looking for the answer right now. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, we're trying to change things. We're trying to continue with what we're doing. Just do a better job. If we had the answer, I think we wouldn't have given up the league leading amount of two goal leads, but we're trying." He, and he said, like, if I had the answer, you know, like, that's it. Like, right? Like, even if he had the, the way, answer, he'd be sharing it with his teammates. Yeah. And the way that he, like, answered that question, like, it was funny. It's just like, he even started, he's like, it's like, big deep breath. Like, listen, man. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is going to be a tough answer. <laughs> and, and he tried, like, he tried. Um, why don't we get to uh, lines? Yeah. That's just what a I was just going to say. Look here. Uh, okay. They had practice today. The lines, the big story. Uh, Niels Hoglander moving up to the first line alongside Bo Horvat. And JT Miller. What I found really interesting about this was when JT was asked about it, JT kind of looked over your shoulder and was like, "Is can Hoggy hear me or type thing? And Hoggy yells, uh, I can hear you. And then he uh, said he was trying to think of something. It's all in the scenes for Morning Skate. That's up now on Connect It was Army. a funny little sequence. It was a yeah. funny little uh, sequence. But basically what Miller said is he's like, you know, the guy plays fast. He's going to compliment us, that type of thing. Bruce Boudreaux got asked about it and he said, don't read into these lines. Mm-hmm. It was just to get Curtis Lazar some reps at center. Which I like. I like, I like I like Lazar at center, mm-hmm. but come on. I, I will eat my hat if the Canucks don't go with these lines tomorrow. Yeah, you think Dries is the extra for sure? I yeah. think that's the move, how can right? you How can you roll these out at practice day and then on the plane decide that, you know what? I didn't really like what we saw from Hoglander at that mm-hmm. practice. I think Sheldon Dries needs to go back. I think Lazar needs to uh, go back to the wing. Like, you're not going to come up. You've made your decision. Like, you can own up to it. I, anyways, anyways, I'm not going to get into it. But yeah. yeah, it was just funny that and it's not just Bruce. It's every head coach being like, don't read into the morning skate lines. Like Travis was here for however many years. Every single day when he would get asked about morning skate, he's like, oh, we'll see if they go like that tonight and then avoid the question. Yeah. No, Sometimes I, he'd answer them. And that's the thing. I think putting Lazar there makes this feel like more of a top nine. Right. And I tell you what, it's another opportunity for Huglander where and I asked Miller about it. Like, what do you need? to play with the, the duo of him and Bo. What what do you want from a winger? And he just said, like, reliability. And, like, you want – or predictability, sorry, he said. Predictability. And I was, like, <laughs> thinking in my head, I was, like, Nils Huglander might be the most least predictable player in this whole lineup. But, like, he brings some excitement, right? And he brings a little bit of, of good creative offensive play. He's had success with Bo Horvat in the past. I mean, Connor Garland wasn't working the other night, right? Like, mm-hmm. it, he was not bringing much there. I was a little surprised. And I think when, when Boudreaux did talk about – maybe these aren't the lines to read into. The thing that came to my mind was, okay, maybe Brock Besser going up to that line again. But it's like that line hasn't had a lot of success either. Look, Harmon was on the show yesterday talking about how there's been one center in all of his years in the NHL that Niels Hoglander has had success with, and it's Bo Horvat. You're not getting results well, without really it. really good this year with Pedersen too. Yeah, absolutely. But you're not you're not splitting up Kuzmenko, Pedersen, Mikheyev, mm-hmm. right? So... Give Hoglander a shot with Horvat. We said it on the show yesterday. I'm happy to see this. I'm happy to see this. Yeah. What do you think about tomorrow? So listen, tomorrow, like, and you could hear it from the players just talking to all of them. Like, they they don't need much to get up for playing the Stanley Cup champions at home, right? Like, you're you're playing against the Colorado Avalanche. This is a really good team. 
I know they haven't been as good as maybe some people expected this season, but they're still a great team through and through. Do you think Spencer Martin goes between the I do. Tomorrow? You think I Spencer do. Martin goes tomorrow, eh? I think it is Spencer Martin tomorrow. It's it was former the first team goalie too. off the ice tonight, but it's the day before, so it doesn't really matter yeah. that much. But I did find that Demko was out quite a bit longer than Spencer Martin was today. Spencer I, I think Martin was Martin, off the ice pretty quick. I think Martin gets a start. And I'm not, look, I saw people on Twitter blaming last night on Thatcher Demko. He was excellent through two periods. And mm-hmm. then maybe, you know, there was that giveaway up the middle that you'd like to have back. And then that jam goal, I think Demko would definitely like to have stopped that one. I'd like stop every goal, obviously. Yeah. But you know what I mean? That's a goal that Demko, you know, someone who prides himself on his post integration and his, his movement in the crease would like to definitely have. Like, that's a pretty routine save for him. But again, the defense in front of him, you saw the heat map. It wasn't good. Like, it wasn't good on any of the goals. So... It's hard to put these on, put that game on Demko again. I'm not saying that they're starting Martin because he Demko needs some great reset. I just think days off are going to help a goaltender. And quite a few days off here, right? Like Monday, they they don't play. Uh, they got two days off after this, so they don't play till Saturday. So you really give Demko a little bit of time here. Again. And they got they got something but, planned, a team building thing planned yeah, but in here's, Vegas. Here's the thing about starting Spencer Martin tomorrow is like, hey, if, you know, with those two days off. And Bruce's situation with his job not being so secure, like Bruce Bruce Boudreau is making the decision here. I'm sure Ian Clark has a big hand in it, and probably enough of a hand to actually really make the decision for Bruce. But you'd think Boudreau would want to go with Demko on Wednesday. I think personally, but I but the, what I'm saying is I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Martin because I think Ian Clark is finally is making the decision. Maybe not the final decision, but it's like. Almost like how a GM makes the first round pick, but like the scouting staff has a huge influence on that. But the GM makes the final call. I think that's what I'm looking at. Like tomorrow's start is like Ian Clark has a huge influence on who's going to be between the pipes, but Bruce Boudreau is going to make the final call, and I think he might end up going with Thatcher Demko. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm thinking it's going to be Martin. Two days off. We've talked about that. Like that's the thing. Looking at the schedule for the Canucks, it's like you look at every two days off, and then if you look at you get a loss there. That might be when it happens. Jarhead says 6-2 for Colorado tomorrow. Wouldn't be shocked if we see that. Yep. I think it's going to be Martin. I still think it's going to be Spencer Martin. Which okay. player which player on the trade market on the on Frank Valley's top 20? Which player surprised you the most that they weren't there? Was it Luke Shen or is there another name? It had to be Luke Shen. Like so? like Frank was on the show talking about how it's going to be hard to move JT Miller's contract. Mm-hmm. Like you have to have a taker and right now it doesn't sound like there was many around the league for JT Miller. So I think Luke Shen's probably the most surprising because he looks, you know, he looks like a player that a lot of teams would like to go get. Like he adds a goal last night. I know it was an own goal, but mm. hey, Luke Shen's getting pucks on net. He's playing first pairing minutes with Quinn Hughes. Like teams notice that. The teams notice the leadership he brings. The guy's won two cups. He's got the the uh, market bump or whatever because he's he, what's it called the Stanley Cup tax. That's what he's okay, got. Yeah, yeah. So. Again, like he seems like a very lucrative trade target. I was surprised he's not there, but I, again, like I wondered, I wonder if the Canucks are looking at maybe, okay, let's see what an extension looks like for this guy. Like maybe it's a Lazar type thing where you go, okay, well here's some security for you. You got young kids. How about a four year deal at one million or how, whatever? How much more value? And this, I see a question in here in the chat from Jarhead. But my question for you is, how much more valuable is Luke Shen than Tyler Mott? Because Tyler Mott got you a fourth round pick. Yeah, I have to think that Luke Shen is is much more valuable. Yeah, and I think it's... especially right shot. It's an interesting... Good time to be a right D. Yeah, it's a really interesting question because with Mott, we were kind of like, okay, well, you know, you got to be able to get a second or a third. Canucks can only get a fourth. So with Chen, I feel like people are saying, well, you got to get a first or a second. Mm. If it comes down to Chen for a fourth, like, I understand you want to load up on draft picks, but (laughs) is there much point of that? Like, is there much point of just letting go of Luke Shen for a fourth-round pick? Here's a here's a great comment, too, from TrueSight here on on YouTube. And by the way, if you listen to the podcast, uh, I know a lot of people do. More people listen to the podcast than they do on YouTube. But uh, actually, tell you what, if everybody who listens to the podcast just sets over and subscribes, we'll, we'll be live <laughs> on, on YouTube uh, on our own new uh, subscription. But TrueSight asks, what's the point of having Hall of Fame Rutherford if he can't swing a Miller trade? No, seriously. Yeah, like, I mean, no, seriously. If you if you bring in Jim Rutherford, I don't think you're expecting him to you know turn water into wine. But this guy has seen so much hockey. <laughs> like, has anybody been a part of an organization with more trades in their life? Like, I bet Jim Rutherford's. I don't know if you can like track this. A person being in an organization and seeing actual trades. I, I, I bet there's not many that have seen more than Jim Rutherford. 
seeing how a trade comes together, how a trade happens, what teams need, how you move this type of player. Like, TrueSight's got a good point. Like, you got a Hall of Famer in Rutherford here overseeing what the general manager is doing. This would be a, a huge move if he was able to pull something off like that. And to answer the question, what's the point of having Hall of Fame Rutherford here? Like, I hate to say it, but so far, the whole point of it has been to bring hope back into the fan base, but that's quickly faded away. Like, mm-hmm. That has quickly faded away in this fan base. When Rutherford first got here, the talk of wholesale changes, all the talk of our defense needs to be better, all this sort of stuff. And now all we hear is, well, they're trying, they're trying. And I understand it's hard to do business in the NHL right now, but like John Marino, you see what John Marino is doing in New Jersey right now. There, there was a rumored trade that, you know, apparently Rathbone was going to be involved and the Canucks didn't want to move on from Rathbone. Rathbone's not much right now. Yeah, they don't want to move him out of the press box right now. And now it's, again, like it's not, again, you can't, you can't really fault someone for that. But at the end of the day, they're a management group. Because I think I would have been in, I would have been part of the camp that would say, well, maybe don't move on from Rathbone mm-hmm. for a guy like John Marino. But hindsight's twenty twenty. I get it. But yeah, and that's the thing with Marino's having though. a great year is yeah. what I'm trying to say. And with hindsight, it's looking back and it's like, man, you look at like, in the summer, when there was so many rumors, whether it be like at the draft, the Islanders, the trade's not happening. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, all those things that like almost happened or feels like they might have almost happened. Imagine if they did all happen. Yeah, exactly. How much of a better place this fan base would be in with this team? Would they be worse? Maybe. But like, could it be that much worse? I don't know. Like the, Could you know, it be more fun to watch? Probably. Yeah, like you'd still have a better roster than the Coyotes, and the Coyotes are keeping up with the Vancouver Canucks in points right now. So like, I don't think it could be that much worse actual play on the ice if you were to get a lot of those deals done. So yeah, hindsight, looking back, it's like, ah, you know, even like the Rangers and the offer for, for JT Miller, like looking back, like, like I hate to do that because it's like, I don't know, you... I just hate when sports shows do that like way too much. So we yeah. try and like look forward a little bit or at least talk about what's going on now. But yeah, like looking back, all the almost things really could help this team moving forward. Uh, let's get to another one here with Jarhead says, does Shen want to sign here? He's got to be frustrated with the losing. It's a I, good question. I will tell you what, I definitely believe that Luke Shen is frustrated with the losing. You think? <laughs> No, I mean, you know. No, I get it. I get like, what you're saying. You look at this, you, whether you're on the broadcast or in the arena, you can see like, there's two players to me that really stick out where like maybe their body language is just a little bit more extravagant than other ones. But you look at Pedersen and Luke Shen when things happen to the Canucks and it is like, at least they care. Right. And like, like you can just see the, like the shoulders go down on Luke Shen or the shoulders on Pedersen when they're on the bench and something happens and you're like, man, like, cause they're out there giving their all every single time. Right. So I just I think those two players are are very much frustrated with the losing. I would say that like in my eyes of just viewing this team, how I've seen the locker room evolve throughout the season, I think Pedersen and Shen are the two most frustrated players in that locker room. So it's interesting to see what happens next because with Pedersen, yeah. like I said it before, I feel like if you present him with a plan and say, "Hey, we're going to go through a quick, you know, two three year rebuild, and it's going to be based around you," it's a little different than going to Luke Shen and saying, "Hey, Luke, we want you to stick around for this. We don't know if you're going to be buried in the minors by the time this is done, but we want you to stick around." Like, I think Luke Shen probably wants a third cup at some point, right? Sure. Like, who doesn't? Get to uh, Shan. Shan's question. Yep. Okay. Uh, more valuable to keep Shen since he's a low cap. If he was higher then there would be more value to send him out. Yeah, but I, I think with the expiring contract, like if you're keeping Shen here and this team is just losing all season long and you yeah. just close out the season, like you said, I bet he wants to go try and win another cup. And you, I bet, you have to figure out where he stands. And he's like, well, I'm going to go sign for 750 with the, you know, name whatever team here. Like, you know, I, I think that Luke Shen would probably have a really good time fitting in with the Calgary Flames roster and the coach there. I think he's getting more than 750 on this contract. Sure, too. but like, but it doesn't have to just be his next contract. Like, yeah. money-wise, like, if he seriously wants to win a cup, I don't think Luke Shen's having a problem taking under a million dollars to go sure. try and win a cup again. Yeah, At absolutely. 36 years old, right? Yeah. Like, okay. Know. All Niels right, Lundqvist. prospects report. Niels Lundqvist is I looking know. real good in yeah. Dallas. Cody Sievertson jumped in the chat. I said. wish I had better stuff for the prospects report, too, but, like... Jonathan LeCaramacchi was just another no-show today in his Elsvenska game. And it's like, I was just, today especially, like, with that game on in the background, I'm just, like, begging. I'm like, please. I'm like, please just give me, give me a LeCaramacchi goal. Let me bring something positive to the show today. It's like, I just wanted anything positive. And it was like, barely noticed him, barely heard his name. And I was like, 
God. And then they get to a shootout, and he doesn't even get selected to be one of the shooters. Get to overtime, he doesn't get a shift in overtime. So I don't know what to tell you, folks. Like, I can't make up positive news. There's not – I'm trying, like, what's – let's try. Let's try. What's what's a positive thing you can say about the Canucks right now? Ty Young uh, stopped 21 of 22 shots. Yeah. Goaltender with the Prince George like, Cougars, that was, for those that don't know. But he also played, like, one of four games for the – like, Cougars played four games last two weeks, and he played one of them. So, <laughs> not to poke holes. Well, you, you asked me to say something positive, so I did. Yeah, no, that's true. Uh your whole Blackfish report, your Canucks Army prospect report is up now, CanucksArmy.com, the yep. Blackfish prospects report. We put it out every Tuesday. You didn't have much in there, but uh, you did talk about I called it a 2 out of 10 week. I'm going to start rating the I the took week that out, that by was. the way. I tell you, the rich keep getting richer, and what do they do? They just cut you down when you when you least expect it. It was a bad line. Um, <laughs> LaCara Mackey, you talked to the GM, though. Also, you, you mm. talked to Nils Huglander today, yeah. uh, which was really funny. Uh, get to that in a second. But you talked to the GM. What does he say about LaCara Mackey's yeah, get slow that start? Out of, get that out of here, Alex. He cut out all my good lines anyways. What, what did he say about LaCara Mackey's slow start? Uh, just like that there's a lot of things to work on at five on five for him. Um, needing to know the difference between playing in junior and playing in men's league. Cause Alsvenskin's no joke. Okay. It's the second tier in Sweden. It's no joke. It's, it's closer. Like Alsvenskin is closer to the SHL than like the AHL to the NHL. Like it's, it's very close there. You know, there's teams moving up and down throughout the leagues with relegation uh, and promotion. So obviously very different um, league. And I think it's a strong league. So I think he needs to learn to play against men, which is strange because he had a really good start against uh, SHL players last season. But I think the mono did affect a little bit, but I think we're at the point now where I don't know if that's an excuse that you can use anymore. I think the way that you can use mono as an excuse was he wasn't able to build muscle throughout the last, which four he needed months, to do, which is huge. I, I do agree. That's a big thing, but he told me like, he's hundred percent healthy. Now. The only thing that sucks is he missed basically four months of development in a very important time of your life. Like quad, do you know what it's like putting on muscle at 18? It's tough. Man. It's tough. So that's where the that's where he's at right now. We'll see him at the World Juniors. We'll see what he can do there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's get to the Betway bet. Oh, man, I wish it was. And I tell you what, the Betway bets were losing yesterday too. We were looking so good yesterday with our bet, hitting the over, got the Pedersen goal, was feeling good, and then uh, yeah, they blow another two goal lead, and I was like, God damn, here we go. I, th- I was hoping they're going to win in overtime, get us a big bet. But here's some positive news. I'm going to be watching my boy Tage Thompson today, my favorite player to watch in the NHL right now. Uh, and I got him scoring two or more points against the Montreal Canadiens. These two teams are putting up a ton of goals uh, and also letting up a ton of goals. Tage Thompson as well. Get this, quads. First 15 games of his season. How many games do you think Tage Thompson played more than 20 minutes in the first 15 games of his season? It's got to be like 14. Zero. He didn't play over 20 minutes once in his first 15 games of the season. Here's another question for you. Over his last three games, how much? How many times has he played over twenty minutes? Zero. All three of them oh. in his last three games. He's been over twenty-one minutes. Thanks for the riddles. Okay. Over his Finish last three up. games, so Tate Thompson two points, liking it against the Montreal Canadiens plus two hundred over on Betway, 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 Betway. Uh, and our second one, big bet. We almost hit this one yesterday, but we missed on it. So this one, we're getting some redemption today. Uh, Sabers to win over six point five total goals, and Victor Olafson to score. Olofsson, quads, guess how many goals he had in his first 11 games of the season, Victor Olofsson? I don't know, like eight? First 11. Close, he had nine. Ah. How many goals does he have over his last seven? I, you don't get, Folks, he gives me no prep for these. I don't know, over his last seven? Seven games. He's got seven goals in seven games. Nope, he's got zero goals in his last seven games. It's time to break the streak for Victor Olofsson and get back to what he was doing in the start of the year. Uh, so I got him scoring a goal tonight against Montreal Canadiens. Feeling good about that one at plus 750, actually. So that was our Betway, Betway, Betway. Betway, Betway. That's it. Harmon Dial, 19 now plus. on on Friday. Yeah, 19, 19 plus. plus. Um, bet the responsible way. Harmon is over 19. Just yep. barely. You guys are the same age up. Yeah, I'm a month older. Mm. Actually, I'm more than a month older. Doesn't right. matter. <laughs> okay, uh, we'll close it out there. This is an interesting episode. We'll have a game to talk about tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow uh, against the Avalanche. I'll tell you what. We'll preview it a little more. Yeah, we'll chat a little bit more about the game. Go subscribe uh, to the YouTube channel, folks. It'll yeah, be what, what do we have? Like, I, I searched it up here. I couldn't find it. So Clips are going up today. Going Clips are going up today. We'll be sharing them. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Your prospect report's going to go up. going to be a whole thing. 
Yeah, but you cut all the good lines. Yeah, whatever. So what's the point? What's all right. the point of writing the damn thing if I can't get any of the good lines in there? I mean, your video prospect report, the one you just gave. Anyways, uh, we'll close it out there. Yeah, well, that's going to do numbers of me wishing there something happened. Great. For my disgruntled co-host, Chris The Faber. rich keep getting richer, and us workers, we just keep getting more weight. Had to mute him. Had to mute him. Uh, for my co-host, Chris Faber, and our technical producer, Alex Lard. my name is Dave Grigelli. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Canucks Conversation. Free the people. Thanks for listening to Canucks Conversation. Delivered by DoorDash. Hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. WarbyParker.com slash covered. Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier all built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more.